I've been ballin' so damn hard, I swear I think that I'm coping. Young bull on this rap shit, but I think that I'm coping. I swear I'm duckin' on these hoes, on these niggas on free throw. These boys, they don't like me, cause I think that I'm coping. Watch me hit the strip club, baby. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of The Chill World. I'm your host, Dane Allen, Uptown, Jordan Brown, Big Buckets Brown. They know and say, you know, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, anyway, okay, so I know it's been a couple of weeks since I posted a new episode. I just want to let everybody know I ain't forgot about you. Um, it's been a few things that have, um, you know, occurred, taking place. Uh, one is the passing of Kobe Bryant. I wanted to take a minute and have a moment of silence for that. And just in the recognition on, like, the greatness uh, that is of Kobe Bryant. And that was a full 24 seconds just to honor the man Kobe B, right? I don't, I don't feel like it wasn't, it was just hearing the news that, you know, Kobe had passed away that like, had me sh- like shocked and shook or whatever. Um, this idea that somebody you'd watch actually grow as a human being um, from the time that they were 18 years old and you were a kid, a, a child, you know, that kind of. Kind of took me back a little bit. And then, uh, you know, go into the next month and be your birthday. I mean, 31. I turned 31. I'm like, man, like, Kobe meant a lot to me more than I even knew because I I loved Michael Jordan and I thought Mike was just like the end all be all. And you have these conversations of the goats. And Kobe is up there, you know, and just to watch a legend just you know, go on to glory, as uh, the old folks say. But, you know, I just uh, I want to say rest in peace, man. I send my condolences to his family. I feel for y'all. And, uh, yeah, so. With that said, I want to move in to the next episode. I feel like Trey, Trey has been a guy, you know, you see people – randomly throughout your journey as you go on and you do your podcasting, your improv and your stand up comedy and open mics and everything like that. Trey is a guy that I met randomly at a show at the Ashbury Cafe. I think I called it the Ashbury Comedy Cafe, which probably should be the name. I, I don't know. But I met him there and it's a young cat. I'm like, man, you know what, dude? I do a podcast. I'm all about having, you know, young guys, young minority people, you know, um, men, women, whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as you're doing something positive, you're doing something creative, you know, cool. Um, Got to sit down and talk, man. And he said, yeah. Uh, it took a while, as we mentioned here in this episode. But we talk about a lot of different things, just like his energy on stage when he's doing comedy and his improv. Um Different was personally, I think um, 
his personality to me just comes off as a stand-up comic. Now, I might be trying to recruit him to the stand-up comedy side, but um, I'm pretty sure he really enjoys doing improv a lot. And that's his wheelhouse, and that's cool. But we talk about his influences, which are mostly stand-up. Just wanted to put that out there. We talk about a lot of Saturday Night Live. Um, you know, the legend that is Keenan Thompson comes up in there. And just let's be real. You can't say that Keenan isn't a legend. If you think about it, how many years have you not seen Keenan Thompson on TV? Think about that. Think about that. What's the number of times you have been like, there is no way I can find, nowhere I can find Kenyon Thompson on TV. Um, then again, we just talk about the, the the possibilities that is improv. You know, I, I, I talk a lot about my Second City classes that I took a while back and different things like that, which are pretty dope, you know. But just to sit down with a seasoned guy who's been in improv and he's done a great job and he's getting gigs here and there throughout the city of Chicago, um, in the surrounding areas. I just want to sit down, talk to him a little bit, and or just pick his brain a little bit. I focus a lot mainly on him, mainly because I'm trying to figure out a way to improve on the show. I'm open for suggestions. Suggestions. Got to say that correctly. Suggestions. Um, and, you know, if you guys have anything that you want to, um, any recommendations or anything like that you want to throw out there, let me know. Anybody you want to see on the show, let me know. We can probably have them sit down with me soon, or I can reach out to them and have them on the podcast. But until then, this is this week's episode with my guest, Trey Walker. I hope you guys enjoy. talked about getting on the podcast and it's been a minute i think that might have been november uh like this past november i wasn't in town uh november so it had to be <sighs> farther back than that wow yeah that's crazy yeah time flies when you're having fun i guess i'm having so much fun man so you're enjoying, I mean, we were talking earlier, enjoying the struggle, as they say. <laughs> yeah, it's the the process is, it's always going to be a process with anything you do. Mm-hmm. The I feel like on the easier side of, like, any process would be to, like, go to school and, you know, get that job. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to chase something as such as, like, artistry, like... And music or mm-hmm. stand up or acting it's just it's very tedious and like there's those those um those mishaps or those failures quote unquote mm-hmm. it's that's the growth though mm-hmm. and I've always seen it like that I've always I feel like my support system has always mm-hmm. told me like like you there's gonna be those 
failures, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I don't like to call them failures because I mean it is growth. I mean, I think you have to like kind of trick yourself into mm-hmm. that in a way because if you kind of if you just go about it like lackluster and like nonchalant. And I think I got, kind of get that rap. I was talking to, I don't know if you know Alan Ford. I think you might have met him too at the mic that we were at. And he was like, um, he asked me once before a show. He's like, man, you don't need to be caring sometimes. I was like, I do, I, I care, but it's like you can't put too much stake mm-hmm. in each mic and each podcast episode that you do because you don't want to, you're not even at that level yet. <laughs> right, right. Like, like these people not about to go home and tweet about you, homie. Like you ain't about to be <laughs> you, not, you ain't about to be trending on Twitter. Not yet, this, like this, after you bomb this one five minute open mic. I did an open mic uh, at CG's. Um, that's a, that's the, like that's a dope mic. The one in Bolingbrook. It right. was my first time there, right. and I had tried a new joke, and it was just like not hitting where I wanted to hit. <laughs> And I was just like, y'all ain't messing with this joke. Here, and he was like, nah. I that's, was like, that's well, the I'm going to do some other stuff. I put my foot up on the uh, stool and I did this stupid pose. <laughs> and that was getting a laugh. I was Before just like, I'm just thing. stand like this Real. and talk to y'all with my legs like <laughs> contorted. <laughs> just being goofy because you got to kind of like, you got to be able to laugh at yourself mm-hmm. doing this. Not so much laugh at yourself when you being funny, but like even like the bad, just be able to like, I, don't, I think I did I did a set on Monday at this comedy shrine. Like I was like, yeah. all right, go in there, kill it, bing, bing, and, you know, hit all mm-hmm. hit all the notes and everything that you do it, right? Then I go to Riddles. And I was yeah. behind a guy. It was his first time at an open mic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just hanging out by the bar talking because I thought I was gonna be up a little bit later. Right. And then the host come in like, Yeah, man, uh, you gonna have to go right up because <laughs> <laughs> Because he only going to do like two minutes. Right. I'm like, man, whatever. I go in and watch through, get another beer. And shit. He's like, all right, Jordan Brown. I'm like, oh, shit. So I just rush up there. I'm just like up there rambling. Like you said, just mm-hmm. like, all right, well, what can you do? Just throw some new stuff out there. You know, they do all right. But like I said, if, if I was to go and look at that set again, I'd be like, this shit is trash. <laughs> I got that CG's uh, set recorded. I ain't watched it yet. This has been like three weeks. Yeah, like, put it on. I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel about that one right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be me standing up there. <laughs> like, sexy pose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when did you get your start, man? What, what told you this is what I want to do, man? Um, when I was, I was 23 and... I was I was like traveling a lot and I was um, in this network marketing company and I was like I, I felt it I was like I like this I enjoy this and I thought that was gonna be it I thought that was my path and then um, um I was on my way home from Vegas and I downloaded this random movie uh, on Netflix it's called Don't Think Twice Oh yeah that's it a great movie. You got Keegan Michael Key in it. Is Rabiglia in that? Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, Mike. Oh, and uh, not uh, and Jillian Jacobs. Yeah, I was actually just listening from... to Buddy's podcast today. I cannot remember his name right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I watched that movie, and a lot of people be like, "You watched that movie, and that made you want to do comedy." I was like, "Yeah, it's it." Because he was going through it. <laughs> It was like improv, and I was like, I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I riff with my friends all the time. Real, real, real. And um, 
Like everybody, every time I tell that story, everybody's like, "That movie's depressing." In a way, it is because I mean, but it gives you like the the look at both perspectives, right? And I thought that was that was what made it cool. Yeah, I was talking to one of my buddies about it, and he was like, he saw himself as the the comedian who didn't make it. And just went into like uh, the next phase of his life, like mm. a relationship and whatever. And then I saw myself as King and Michael Key going to SNL, <laughs> writing and everything, Weekend Live yeah. or whatever it was called. I'm like, yeah, I could do this, 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 and that. So when um after I watched that movie, I got home, searched comedy clubs near me, and I found the Comedy Shrine. Okay. And they ended up having an open improv, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna jump up there. And the first night I did. I jumped up there with my buddy uh, David Faisal, okay. and we both killed it. Really? And he just he didn't have enough time to continue with it, but I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a whole family and stuff. Like I'm still but, 26 and young, yeah. not married yet. <laughs> uh, Chris Gethard is the other guy that's in there. He's another comic, but um, the main thing though is like comedy is something that you can always like come back to mm-hmm. uh, one thing Alan told me on one of the episodes that we did is just like man you know comedy is one of those things that you can do for like 40 some years right. and not even don't think twice about it <laughs> exactly and it's like it's always changing there's always mm-hmm. new stuff that's happening and new president to make fun of but a new technology that's gonna come out to write a sketch about mm-hmm. you know and it's just like comedy you can make something real so funny Mm. that's why i like improv because like you usually you'll get a relationship and it's like it'll be like brother sister and then you explain like expand on this uh brother sister relationship and the crowd is just laughing because they know it's kind of real like that's exactly this is the shit that happened with my my sister right now and that's what i love about comedy because it's so relatable but the improv just came easier for you instead of the stand-up? Yeah, uh, it's because I can I can think on my feet rather mm-hmm. than write, you know? Yeah. And I've done sets where I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go up there and do some improv. I'm just talking about what I did in the last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those sets have been better than any Prepare set that stuff. I've ever done, you know? Like, stuff that... I prepared and wrote down and was like, like I gotta you, say this. Once gotta, you work yeah. that improv muscle, mm-hmm. it's easier to just mm-hmm. go up there and riff. It's easier to go up there. Because even at Second City, I struggled at first with like trying to right. be funny. It's like, no, like, like you said, have you ever been in a situation like this with your sister or some weird shit or with a, a girlfriend, you know, in a relationship or like even if it's like family, whatever it was that they threw at us as far mm-hmm. as like, yes, and uh, <laughs> you kind of just go with it. That's what I really enjoy the Second City. But then trying to I want to be able to separate the two mm-hmm. and just dissect both improv and stand up. And that was right. the reasoning behind me doing uh, the improv courses there and then I did stand up. Just to become a better writer and stuff like that, but um. Yeah, I definitely need to take some writing courses. Cause, <laughs> I mean, like I wrote a sketch, my first sketch the other day. It was I sent it to a couple people. They said it was super funny, but I'm like, what do I write next? <laughs> like, I have, I have no problem getting up there and taking Before a suggestion and just going with that. But like when it comes to just sitting there 
with the book in hand, I'm just like, what do I talk about? <laughs> and that's like the, the biggest difference from like writing stand up or sketch to improv. Like it's just it's second nature for me to mm-hmm. start cracking jokes. Right. Like that's been my life. My parents say I started entertaining other people when I was twenty three, but I've been entertaining them for their whole life. Since I since birth. <laughs> Did they have any any hot bits that you might have back yeah, then? Yeah, they, they was like, Yeah, when I came out the womb <clears throat> I peed on the doctor and He's <laughs> like, oh, that's a real thing. Like babies actually do that. Yeah, yeah. and then and that's when they name me Robert. Like Robert Kelly is no. <laughs> <laughs> now my real name is Robert because I'm I'm the third. That's okay. why I go by Trey. Real. Uh, but no, nah, that's not why I was. That's real. Right. <laughs> Still funny though. Yeah. I just made that up right there. Improv, son. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. See, that's it. Like that. I don't even know if you performed that on stage before or anything Never, like that. I didn't even think about that until right now. It's funny. Well, I, uh, I noticed that you said that you like to kind of, you know, make fun of everything, you know, the realness and everything like that. But one question I usually ask each guest is about culture. And I've been stressing <laughs> that because I feel like it's not just what we were taught in like social studies and you're mm-hmm. a few years behind me so I don't even know if they were teaching the same thing because right. I think academia has changed so much but uh, how does the how is the culture affecting you and what you're doing as far as like getting those suggestions from people it's everything Donald Trump legalizes this like I feel like people just will say stupid shit like that uh, in Naperville uh, in Aurora area you kind of do get the Donald Trump a lot but like I when I get like, I don't really watch the news. I feel mm-hmm. like it's eighty percent. That's probably good that you don't. Really it's eighty percent like negative. My mom actually works in the news, Facts. and he comes home. She don't talk about it. Like, <laughs> like it's just not in our nature to watch the news because it's like it's it's just negative. It, it'll bring you down. It'll it'll tell you things that I mean you end up learning about it on social media True. anyway. But it's like you watching this on TV and that's like your main focus like mm-hmm. I, I like to focus on positive things so like I make a uh, when I get political suggestions and improv shows it's just it's like what can I bring out of this that right. throw people off so if we get Donald Trump I try and do like a Kanye character where I'm just like <laughs> no how how sweet <laughs> just some random you know because, but all that stuff it comes all, all it all comes back around and like mm-hmm. how you realize in a way when you're doing comedy and stuff like that like sometimes I feel like we're all kind of connected by this one thing and right. we're all different and I enjoy that aspect of it mm-hmm. but you know what is it like going from you know Naperville and Aurora like you said then coming downtown to, uh, to, to the second city and stuff like that and dealing with those different types of audiences uh I it hasn't really changed for me. I feel like I have this energy when I'm on stage where I'm just like, certain shows, if I see that person, they got their arms folded and like they look like they're not going to laugh this whole time, mm-hmm. that's my that's person. <laughs> that's my person. Like, I'm going to get you to laugh by right. the end of this show. Um, and it, that's with every crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, every crowd's going to have the, the people that laugh and it's going to have the people that's like, why did I even come to this? Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like I get up there and I'm I'm myself as far as I can be, mm-hmm. even in these characters that I choose to be 
Like you can tell that it's like it's me, and I feel like my energy just it can make anybody laugh. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I I try and say that in the most confident way for the people listening. <laughs> I ain't cocky. I ain't like that. I'm confident, like, humble. I'm out here making people laugh. I can make <laughs> one of them British soldiers laugh. Yeah, I um, forgot what the, the, the homies with the the, the big furry hats and shit. <laughs> In the red. Um, I think uh, you kind of, are you still finding your voice? Is it something that you kind of already had developed starting out? Or? I think in in certain aspects of like my writing, um, I am still trying to find my voice. I think I found my performance, my performer voice is just like, taking my writing and then moving it to that is the weird part like to um to actually like figure out where my voice is because like on paper it sounds good you know how you want to sound you know how you sound i said like i said i just said like i know how to make people laugh and that could sound completely different to somebody listening to like you who knows like i'm just i know exactly what you mean when you, you know say exactly that. what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying i um i kind of struggled early on with writing because i didn't want it to be i didn't want to be a comment that was talking about the same things that everybody else was talking about mm-hmm. and when i started it was kind of at that phase when like trump was starting to take over the egos were open like and right. everybody just talking about the same <laughs> thing so you kind of like break shit down like i kind of wanted to veer off a little bit okay so who, who who's talking about well, all right well i'm gonna make a joke about how my appliances feel about me yeah <laughs> like like i feel like that's the thing like right. your appliances probably be like, like i think the one bit is um I walked into the washroom and then my toilet looked at me and was like, damn, this nigga again, right? <laughs> but like that, like that's silly, like that makes you laugh, but it's okay, well, how can you work on that? It can become your fridge, like, like, right. <laughs> right. like something like that. Um, are you finding yourself just honing in on one specific thing or, mm-hmm. or is it easier for you to just, well, you get the suggestions from the audience, so you don't know what the fuck you're going to get. Right. I mean, even with stand-up, I, I do my best to give my perspective on just, like, the randomest things that happen in my life. Like, when I'm uh, talking about, I, I'll talk about, like, some improv in stand-up. Like, I'm doing improv show, and after the show, this dude come up to me and comments on my dick bulge. <laughs> And I was like, what? He's like, you have a nice dick ball. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, when I wrote it as a joke, I'm like, all right, what would be funny? Um, this dude comes, he's like, you got a nice dick balls, and he walking out with his lady. So usually people are like, have a good night. So when this dude says, you have a, <laughs> you have a nice In dick front balls, of his chick, said, so you like, I was killed tonight, dude. <laughs> when you say, you have a nice dick balls, I'm like, Thanks. <laughs> you too. Drive safe. Like, I think it's just like what? That's, that's one of the things where it's it, it, well, no one complimented my dick bulge, but uh, I did I have like pants, probably. <laughs> yeah, I believe they, they don't. They don't make uh, wide skinny jeans. Like, 
There is no such thing as wide skinny jeans. Yeah. You can't park the big body bins in one of those. <laughs> Every uh, of comedy those. show, I think um, Eddie Murphy, man. Hey, this, hey look, <laughs> what is, uh, what's the name, Amy, Amy Schuler, uh Everybody, every comic has a, a leather suit show. <laughs> like, look, my big ass in a leather suit. Bro. The closest I'm gonna get to that is looking like Missy and uh, <laughs> what's that? I can't stand a red video. Oh my god! <laughs> if you don't know what that is, youngsters, YouTube it. Yeah. Um, but I did have like some <laughs> middle-aged white lady come up to me. Like, he had a good set. I really enjoyed it. But I was like just dogging like white kids that I went to college mm-hmm. with. <laughs> like, right. like that was a whole different experience for me. And she was like, oh yeah, I, I feel like I would be exactly like that with my child. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. But um, yeah, man, I, I feel like comedy isn't just one thing. And mm-hmm. to me, you are the epitome of that, bro. It's, it, and to to say to actively do improv and stand up because I, I did improv I was like oh fuck this right. <laughs> I, I wanted to focus on what is it like splitting your time between the two what is it like doing um, that it is definitely <clears throat> tough because I don't really split my time I do mostly improv okay. and then like when I'm feeling like it I go do some stand up well, well I don't just feel like doing improv right. so either way you do it better than me in that I'm sense like, I, I do my best to like force myself to be like, all right, you got to go to at least one a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I I plan on doing some stand up or hosting uh, the next improv show where I can do like a stand up set or whatever. And um, it's it's like <laughs> I it's the thing that I don't look forward to. Like, really? Yeah, like I I love comedy. I love stand up. I. It's tedious for me to watch because, like, I'm I'm like that you person that want to be on stage. Like, I want people laughing at my jokes. Yeah. Like, I, I feel yeah. that that means you like care about it, though. Mm-hmm. But to be like to be somebody that's kind of um, apprehensive about getting up there and then mm-hmm. still being like anxious to like that's a good thing, bro. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I totally right. felt that way starting out because even with Paige, Paige Blair was another comedian, and she was like. You know, why don't you take that mentality that you have with football and apply it to like parts of it? But I can't mm-hmm. take that same intensity. So like right. for you, like you said, you're ready to go. Like for me, I'd be like, yeah, like I want to get hyped up, but you don't want to scare the shit out of everybody. Right. <laughs> Smack your head on the mic and shit. <laughs> like yeah, they were like, what the fuck? Like you'd be the weird guy. Like every mic, everybody has a weird fucking mm-hmm. like dude. You don't want to be that guy. Right. But I, I definitely feel you on that. And how do you taper that back? Like, what is it like? I'm going to go outside, do some jumping jacks, and then come back in? Or? Uh, I feel like it once I get closer to, like, my name on the list or whatever, it, like, tames itself out. Okay. And it's just like, all right, I just, know what I'm about to get up there and do. You know, like, I'll, if I'm at, a, like, a mic, I, I look at everybody's, uh, I listen to everybody's joke and look, listen to what they talking about and... I try and make sure I don't say the same things, mm-hmm. but like I'll see if I can see what the crowd is laughing at mm. to see like get a feel of what they like. 
But like, if I was hosting this show, I couldn't do that, you know. I'd, have, I'd be the first one. But I have like those jokes that you know can register with anybody. Like my grandma being on Tinder. Like that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's a funny concept right. already. Right. <laughs> I mean, but I think that's that could be a place to start, bro. Just because mm-hmm. I started doing that too. Just bringing it down to a premise, like what what's funny. Um, right. I got tired of going to Mike's and being like, oh, can't talk about that because he already talked. I can't talk about mm-hmm. that because, you know, and just being like, what what stands out to you? Right. Like, and when you talk about that, your voice and your perspective on things, how can you make what you think is funny f- appeal to everybody else in that way? So I definitely get you on that. Like, I definitely be like, man, I'm ready to go. Yeah, be like, <laughs> No, oh, dog, you are number 35 tonight, so <laughs> you better sit your ass down somewhere. Yeah, um, that's another thing, like, going to Mike's and being super low, <laughs> like, and then everybody leave by that time. Right. And, like, <laughs> and that, that's how it was on Monday for me, like, right. nigga, there is five people out here. <laughs> right. You get that one laugh. trying to make, I'm number 40 on the list. I'm trying to make 41 and 42 laugh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, actually, one comic did tell me that uh, Jay Washington, he was like, man, look, if you can make a small group of people laugh, you can make anybody laugh. And I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that's true. It takes more to make two people laugh. So you're just probably killing it with your parents there right. growing up. <laughs> Influences, man. Like, are you reading anything? Like, what are you listening to? Like, what? Um, I'm cool shit. I know? do my best to when I'm driving. I like to listen to <clears throat> like you got those playlists on Apple Music, the Comedy Essentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to Chris Rock and Richard Pryor and just whoever I think of like mm-hmm. at the time. And whoever's on Apple Music, like I tried to find Dave Chappelle and he wasn't on there. He only got like one joke on there. <laughs> and um, I was just like, I, I like to listen to stand up yeah. while I'm driving. I, I, I listen to it. <laughs> so contradictory, but okay. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, you can't stand really. Up, but it's just like I do more improv. Yeah, like, I don't really know if I could find. Maybe you probably could. Sir, I just saw something on Instagram and it was like, Whatever you thought of, whatever you can think of, is probably out there if you mm-hmm. search on the internet. So you could probably find some like recorded improv sets or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, I probably can uh, <clears throat> turn on like Who's Line or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched it. It's on. There's like some early seasons mm-hmm. on um, on Hulu. It's from the '90s, and some really? of those jokes, I'm like, ooh. That probably wasn't slide. Right. <laughs> I watched, oh my God, I watched the first episode of Saturday Night Live on Hulu. The first episode. The first episode how, in the 70s. Was I was like, wow, Chevy Chase is young, <laughs> first of all. Second Classic of all, I mean, Chevy yeah, Chase. I was like, some of this one <laughs> No, no, really. It was literally <laughs> like, um, what was it? It was like, uh, impossible news or something like that and then it was like Oregon changes the age of consent <laughs> to seven and then it's like this grown man on a date with this seven year old and he's like my hotel is up the street I'm like oh no I'm turning this off I cannot watch I'm gonna have to edit that part that's why that's, this part of the conversation might be for our enjoyment only yeah, I was like wait a minute uh, they need to <laughs> Yeah, they need to take this off of Hulu. <laughs> well, that is wild. No, but yeah, I watch, I do my best to watch as much comedy as I can. 
listen to as much stand up, be inspired by everything, you know. <laughs> Even when I'm watching, like, uh, I saw Jumanji the other day, the second one, and I was, I was like, it's like a, it's a full feature length movie, but. I was just inspired by, you know, Kevin Hart has to portray Danny Glover. Glover. And personally, yeah, Danny Glover I, the whole time. That was just hilarious to me. I'm, I went to the movies by myself that day. Mm-hmm. Like, other people on dates and stuff like that. And I laugh. And I'm laughing super hard. I'm just like, this dude does not talk like this. <laughs> he He's like, bam, boom, boom. Like, talking super fast. But, like, you got to portray Danny Glover. He talks super slow. And it's like... Oh my god. I'm glad to check that out. <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, super funny. Oh, speaking of SL though, did you see the Eddie Murphy episode? Yeah, I did watch that. Bro. I was super I, inspired. I think to bring to bring back bits is like sketches from like that was 40, 30, 40 years old and yeah. to have people still crack up. I I, I think people were laughing at like mm-hmm. the buckwee shit. Mm-hmm. But you're not seeing nothing. Right. I haven't seen shit like that since the Pell show. In my opinion. Now we yeah. can, that's why I brought you on the show. We can talk. But. Yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. I thought the whole thing was funny. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I didn't watch much SNL when Eddie Murphy was on because I wasn't born. But, right, right. And um, I remember seeing it as a shorty shorty and mm-hmm. when they would have reruns or whatever, but I think it used to be like Saturday Night Live, whatever was on, like that most recent one, and they they had like a second episode that they or or they had an episode before. I can't remember, but I, know, I think they still do that now. But I would see the older. They actually do play the older episodes okay. first, and I remember seeing those as kid as a kid. I gotta like, go back. Like my people, like my, my dad, like telling me like this is funny. I'm like, Dad, he being mean. He talking about all these different people. He's like, no, this is comedy. Like this is what it is, little nigga. Like you need to understand. <laughs> Like, I remember, you know, God rest his soul, but I remember he would talk about that shit, man. But, like, yeah, bro. Um, I, I, like I said, I, are you Mad TV or SNL? You don't even know what Mad TV uh, is. I, I remember Mad TV, and I definitely remember, like, certain characters and certain people who used to be there. I remember the uh, uh, Yvonne, that, that <laughs> sketch, and then uh, the, what was his name? The... Tall dude who used to act as a kid, Stewie. Stewie. <laughs> I remember a lot of that, but like I nowadays I don't really watch the uh, SNL that much because I don't really think it's all that. I think it's. Uh, I think they think it's it's uh, most of the sketches I missed to me. Really, but, really. Uh, my favorite part is Weekend Update, and I don't like the news, but. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's another spot, like another place that you can see um, people actually making fun of shit. That kind of seems like stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really have to... It's more engaging than a sketch to me. I think yeah. sometimes you can zone out on a sketch. Maybe now that I've like written a sketch and I've done multiple sketch shows, like I can go back and watch some episodes and like appreciate the writing and see like where it was supposed to be funny or something like that but uh i definitely do want to watch more snl but um yeah before i did sketch i was just like "Mm, i don't know about this (laughs) this show 
But I don't know if they look this podcast up and find this and, and refuse me from being on SNL. I think I think SNL is a show that has been around for so long, mm-hmm. and so many people are complaining like it's not what it used to be and all that stuff right. like that. I think the and a lot of people probably agree that Donald Trump character that Alec Baldwin played mm-hmm. is kind of what made people pay more attention to it in the, right. in the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable because Makes sense. they didn't really have a character that stuck out like SNL at a time like in the 90s they had movies made after characters on SNL. Right. So it's like that's how good the fucking show was. <laughs> like, it's like alright we're gonna have you on this sketch show we're gonna take um with the superstar one, I forget what her name is. Uh, fuck. Um, is that Molly Shannon? But yeah. I forgot what the name of the character was. She was a superstar okay. oh, dancing yeah. chick. She was smelling her arms to calm down and some yeah. stupid shit like that. Uh, then you had the Night at the Roxbury dudes. Yeah. That would be bobbing their heads and shit like that. Um, I, don't know, I, I don't think Pest was, was a character on there. But I don't know. But then they had like yeah. Grace, like Will Ferrell and shit like that. When I think Kate McKinnon might be something like that. Yeah, but I mean, she's dropping like a movie a year, though. Mm-hmm. She ain't. But you know, you never know like what's after for her. I True. think she's hilarious. Right, I very talented. And then Keenan been holding it down for mm-hmm. so long. It's like, bro, he's like a legend. It, yeah. it is like. Man, somebody posted on Facebook not too long ago, like. I don't think Kenan Thompson is a legend. Trippin'. I was like, what? Just because he stood like with uh, Chris Rock and Tracy Morgan and Dave Chappelle um, on that Eddie Murphy episode. Aside from Chris Rock and maybe Tracy Morgan, Kenan Thompson has been on our television longer than anybody else. Exactly. I'm like, dude. And they was like, they were arguing like longevity doesn't mean you a legend. I'm like, first of all, like consistently. Do you remember Keenan and Kel? All that. Just, I was and ten that, years old. That doesn't even include Good Burger and Fat Albert. What those classic <laughs> movies when I was a kid? I I would watch them back to back, like forever. Now that I think about it, I, it might be out of my. I'll be thirty one in February. Out of my 31 years, Kenan Thompson probably wasn't on television two years. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on television my whole life. Right. <laughs> two years, maybe. And then you get Saturday Night that comes on every fucking week. So, <laughs> But I, I don't know. I think a lot of people, maybe they're just trolling. But then again, people <laughs> just be saying anything. It's on Facebook. <laughs> Kenan Thompson, not a legend. Fight with me. I'll fight with you. Somebody about to get the ass whooped. That's what right. they... Because it ain't just going to be me. It's like, like, that's my brother. Right, so that's the thing. Like, this one was like, I think that's like, that, when, since you said all that stuff, I'm like, even all that. And mm-hmm. I, if we look back and he was on that show, I'm like, bro. Yeah, the freaking French character in the back. Fuck that. Um, uh, Mighty Ducks. Nigga, like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't even see. He's in everything. Brother, so it's like, <laughs> this dude has been on TV and movies and shit. Super dude. Man, that kind of almost made me, but you know what? Uh, I asked each guest, I'm <laughs> angry segue. Um, no, I asked each guest, if you could tell somebody starting something new, 
It could be writing, it could be sketch, improv, mm-hmm. stand up. What are three things? Three. What are three things you tell them? Uh, first, I would say take as many classes as you can. And while you're taking those classes, take all the good nuggets from each teacher and then build build your form, build your your character, your comedian, uh, your your talent. Build your talent off the good things these people tell you. Um, what about the negative stuff? Just let it go. <laughs> the negative stuff, learn that too. It's just <laughs> if you feel like it doesn't fit well with you, don't don't take it with you. You know, you, you still want to learn what not to do sometimes mm-hmm. too, because really? that'll teach you how to be better at what you want to do. And that was to me, that was one of the hardest things about improv. Like I had a teacher at Second City. Like this is the crazy part. You mm-hmm. kind of feel like a parent to yourself. Right. I'm paying for someone to tell me that I'm doing something incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And the teacher was like, I, I know it's like status and stature and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And one of the teachers that I had, she was like, You you never know how to like play status or a lesser status or something when you do this. I'm like, well, if you see me on stage standing next to anybody, like, <laughs> you be like, this big ass dude, <laughs> like, immediately they're gonna be like, <laughs> like, uh, like he, <laughs> somebody get her around there. That's fucked up. That's, that's racist. But no, uh, <laughs> the idea is like, it's, what do you think? Like, what do you right. think the audience is gonna see? But like, once I started to be like, okay, well, like you said, you can play any age. You can mm-hmm. play any gender or whatever. You can play anything. And once I started to kind of get that, right. shit got funny. It was like, so this mm-hmm. big ass dude is playing this little <laughs> ass kid. Like, and, and I don't know. I've played a, a broom in a scene. I've, <laughs> I've been the Sears Tower in a scene, the Willis Tower, whatever y'all call it. <laughs> I've been that in a scene. Like, it, it's, those be the funny scenes, the ones right. that uh, people laugh at the most. Like, why would a broom be talking to a Roomba right now? You know what I'm saying? And that was one of my favorite scenes I ever done when I was a broom and I was talking to a Roomba. But uh, what's the second thing you'd say, man? Um, the second thing, I got the third thing. The second thing would be uh, study as much as you can. And... Um, Trust the process. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Trust the process. That's that's the third. <laughs> no, trust the process. Uh, that's like the mixture, I guess, of the third one. Segue into the third one, mm-hmm. which will be don't give up, because it's right behind that that door that says give up is everything you ever wanted. You and, know? and that was that was something uh, I was uh, I am and somebody on Instagram about DMing them. And she had posted a story. Adrian has been on the show, and she was saying how she had got a, a gig and just booked a gig. And then, like, even though you know she doesn't really post some stuff, she posts other things. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, well, <clears throat> sometimes you just gotta keep going, and it don't matter who you tell about shit, because <laughs> right. you gonna feel the same way about it, regardless if you share it with somebody, if you don't share it with somebody. Right. It's like like the 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 bookings and like the noses and so basically the just the conversation was sometimes you don't need to get caught up in sharing all the no's sometimes sometimes you don't need to get caught up in sharing all the yeses either mm-hmm. so you know 
I definitely feel you on that because sometimes you be like, man, I'm gonna get on this show. The motherfucker be like, no. Nah. Like I had one show I did, and I bombed terribly. It's like, yeah. there's no way this nigga's calling me back. <laughs> like, I wouldn't call me back for this mm-hmm. shit. But I, I mean, like you said, just taking the good with the bad and, and, and trying to learn you as a performer first right. is probably one of the most important things I would say too. Yeah, and that's, you gotta be yourself because people people gonna see real fast when you're not, you know. Uh, it was I, I don't have any I don't have any like stories. Right. I just feel like I was pretending to be <laughs> I feel like people right. right. <laughs> uh people will know when you like that homie ain't like that. Like, I mean, like <laughs> But that's how some people be and I think when you see for me just seeing first time guys like at open mics or dudes that you might see like every six months, it's like you're not gonna find who you mm-hmm. are on stage until you come in here and you do this shit consistently. Right. Like you got people who who watch too much of one comedian and then try to up, imitate Yeah. Like you not mad all the time, dude. <laughs> Like you ain't gotta be yelling at the crowd. Like you got anything you wanna plug, man, shows. Uh, oh, um if you got a podcast, as most people got something going on, Instagram, social media. Uh let me plug my second city shows coming up. Mm. I got uh one this weekend, January twenty fifth. Okay. Um at seven o'clock it's called a true crime improv. It's literally like true crime but we improvise in there so basically we start with like a crime that happened mm-hmm. and we get like the location and then we get the occupation of the victim a quirk that they did and then uh, the murder weapon and we basically take that and we talk about it the whole show just in different improv games and whatnot. and then um, in March I have a show like daytime television, uh, People's Court of Judge Judy, uh, the same type. We get like a crime and then we improvise what happened mm-hmm. in that crime. Just, um, I just booked that yesterday, so nice. I'm super excited yeah. for that one. Uh, that's coming up three nights in March. I think it's the the 9th, the 15th, and then the 22nd. That's what's up, man. Anything else? But the social media. What's your Instagram? And all my that? Instagram is Trey Walker underscore T-R-E. There is no Y in my name. So T-R-E-W-A-L-K-E-R underscore. Cool. And um, <clears throat> got a YouTube channel, Trey Walker Comedy. You can check that out. I got a few videos up right now. Gonna put some more up soon. Cool, cool, cool. Then more to come, man. That's Stay true. busy, 2020. I Stay busy all the way until I appreciate. I, I appreciate you coming on to the all show, right, man. Thank you appreciate for having me. Appreciate your time, man. man. And yeah, thank you for saying yes, cause nigga, you could have said no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a lot of no's. <laughs>
Well, everybody, that was this week's episode of It's Your World. Appreciate you checking out the show. Make sure you follow the podcast at It's Your World Pod underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook, It's Your World Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Jordan, bruh, J-O-R-D-A-I-N. That means I'm black, B-R-U-H underscore. And then... Make sure you also follow the man of the hour, Mr. Trey Walker, at Trey Walker underscore T R E W A L K E R underscore, just like that. I don't know. We might see his name in the bright lights pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like this kid is very bright. I feel like he's he's got a lot of talent, and it's going to be great to see him hopefully venture off stand-up comedy but you know that could just be me just like man hopefully this kid does that but anyway (laughs) thanks for checking out this week's episode of it's your world and um in honor of mr kobe Bean bryant mamba out thanks for checking out the podcast guys